Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Live? Oh, no, we don't. I didn't click go live. Oops. There we go. I think we were just kind of sitting <clears throat> in like a waiting room. Now I believe we're live. It's been a while, man. <laughs> Lost it. Lost the mojo, as they as they say. Never. Never. Mojo is such a good word though. Is that like a seventies word? I think that's like a seventies word. Or is it just power buff girls to you? What? What's going on? Sorry, I was focusing <laughs> on something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell. The word mojo. Mojo? Mojo. Oh, Mojo. Yeah. I don't know. What about it? Just a good word, isn't it? Yeah, it's just it's a quite... good word. I'm not sure if it's a slang word or if that actually genuinely exists, that word. I, I don't actually know. Yeah. I don't know either. I don't know about that, Mojo. Are we 108 or 107? 107. Oh, my notes are 108, yeah. Okay. So I hope that's right. Yeah, that is right, yeah. Okay, so we've obviously got quite. I've done my best to like trim the notes down because it's two weeks and we know how that goes. So I've mm. trimmed some stuff down. Um, we'll see how we get on. If for the sake of fly, we end up chopping chopping stuff, you know, I'll, I'll let you know. Um, uh, we'll see how we get on. Um, it's not too bad, you know. Um, I've gotten better at trimming notes down, so um, we'll see how we get on. But but it, it should be good. Okie dokie. Let's go. Okay. So, yes, let's do it. Let's hit jingle. Mm-hmm. Hi, squad. Hi, team. Hello, quick resume podcast listeners, viewers all around the world, in Africa, in Europe, in the Americas. Russia, Australia, <laughs> and maybe, maybe if there's any listeners up in the uh, the old space stations up there, you know, hi. Yeah, I think I was well. talking to one the other day. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's clearly something you'd want to listen to if you were floating about in the dark void of space. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hi. Um, if you haven't been here before, I'm Deck. That's Tim. Hello. There. Hello. Um, and this is our 108th episode. Really really what a fascinating week actually for xbox to be fair um mm. really fascinating i mean last week we went here last week sorry by the way but you know last week there was we had some like financial figures from microsoft and by proxy xbox we had final fantasy 14 phil uh, you know phil spencer popping out of nowhere at the final fantasy fan stage uh final fantasy fan event on stage we have flipping a, po- a possible oblivion remake going on We've got. <clears throat> let me just let me just scroll my notes. Um... 
What was the fuck? What was the other thing? And we've got a uh, killer instinct as well. Oh yeah, you know, that was surprise cool. revival out of nowhere, and you know what that means because the, the details of, of that are unclear. So those these those are going to be the things that we're going to be talking about today. Aren't you lucky? Is all I have to say. Yeah, I think you're. So you're you better lucky. come our way. Yeah. Come our way. Don't have to pay. Just have to stay. Fucking nice, dude. Today. Yeah. So um, I'm going to say, Tim, let's just get through what we've been playing and then we can get cracking and keep it loosey-goosey as we go. So how's, uh, how's Game of Brain? Yeah, Game of Brain's all right. Yeah, it's been primarily uh, Remnant 2, which um, I think we gushed about quite a bit on uh, our last episode before our That's just what a fucking hiatus. game. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a fantastic game. Yeah, like, like genuinely. There's just... There's not really much wrong i can say with the game apart from the whole um trade point situation where you can't really invest much to like build a like a, an end game character as much as you could in the last one but apart from that genuinely uh it's just it, it's a, it's a better game in every single way than the first one like it's improved mm-hmm. on nine out of ten of of every single aspect that the first one did um yeah and it's truly incredible like I, I feel like the game deserves i don't know what it settled at on its open critic or whatever but i feel like it i think it was like a low 80 wasn't it like an 81 or an 82 or something first one was 78 i think on open Critic. yeah yeah no i'm just talking the second one yeah i don't actually know i'm sorry yeah the second one ended 81 i think yeah, yeah I, I i feel like it it deserves higher than that i feel like this game is is at least a sort of you know high high 80s for me yeah like minimum like i i personally with how much i love the first one and the fact that it just improves in it in almost every way i i i'd give this a nine this game um right now it's so intricate and just so well built and there's just so much like there's just so much love like put put into into this game like um and more more budget as well like over the first one and it's just been really so inventive with all of its level designs and its secrets and how oh, to get yeah. to them and its bosses as well. I mean, I can't even like props to whoever made all the bosses in this game. Like some of them are just your standard. Are oh, they one shot you bullet sponges, whatever. But like some of them are just, oh, they're just so well designed. Like every single well, one most feels of so unique and yeah, it's great. That's great. great. What else is there to say? It's great. If you're not, if you haven't tried it yet, I highly recommend. It's not even a full price game. Ludicrous value for money. Uh, it's it's rare that we get these. You know, I was talking about this actually. I was tweeting about this this week that we have like AAA sized games that the publisher at some you know somewhere along the lines decides. You know what? This isn't quite there in terms of the sixty or seventy dollar price value. You know, for sixty seventy quid price value so we're just gonna like knock it down a bit and i think that's like you know big respect shake my hand mm. you know that's i, re- I respect that um, especially when I, it I don't feels think... like it is uh yes a 70 uh pound game um 70 dollar game whatever um yeah no it, 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 it legit feels like one and like a full price like triple a game so <clears throat> kudos to them yeah because it's been um it's been, I, I really shouldn't be going on a tangent this early, but I, I don't know if you've seen the the discourse about um, Ratchet and Clank 
got uh, ported to PC recently, and mm. um, I think it was PC Gamer reviewed it again, saying, "Oh, yeah, you know, it's, it's still a good game, but it's quite hard to recommend because it's a ten-hour experience." Um, oh. Which, by the way, I'm a bit surprised that that wasn't really brought up during its first round of reviews on PS5, but you know, whatever. Mm. Um, and it's created this whole thing of like, "Oh, well, we shouldn't, we shouldn't have this conversation about like length of time. I'd rather have a shorter game." Um, and you know, too many games these days are actually too long, you know, yeah, too and that can make it bad. So, so I guess I don't, you know, I just wanted to ask what's your feeling on that? What's your feeling on critics offering their perception of value, um, and including time, um, as part of that equation? Uh, I don't think it should be included. No, I there, there are plenty of games that I've played that have been 10 hours or under that I've thoroughly enjoyed, um, and had a great time with. Um, and then there are loads of games which I have not completed due to them just being too large, too bloated, too much stuff in them just because they're trying to tick that box to get value for money. I mean, immediately, uh, you know, quite a lot of JRPGs come to mind with this sort of thing. They can be quite bloated. Like, um, mm-hmm. And um, uh, one recently was obviously Valhalla as well. And most of the Assassin's Creed games and stuff, it's just... It, it it gets to a point where it's exhausting and let and yeah you can argue like oh the value for money is great you know for like a you know a part-time gamer or whatever you only buy like one game a year assassin's creed is gonna last you all year but it's like i don't know man it's just it, I, I don't think it should be included personally no and i think when it is included that's what creates these fucking bloated ass copy paste games that just try and make themselves longer to create this illusion for value for money so mm-hmm. no I'd, I'd take it out yeah it's really interesting um because i like you know i do fundamentally agree that i don't want people bloating their games you know i've, I've said on the show before to me like a 20-hour experience is around the sweet spot that can mm. change and i've still you know witcher the witcher 3 is a very long game you know that's probably like 30 to 40 hours and i still feel that like games are 10 out of 10 so you know your game can be long but it's just that the longer it goes the more likely it's to to encounter some pain uh, pacing issues for the most part you know that's not always true Mm. but however i do think it is perfectly reasonable for a critic to offer their opinion on a value proposal especially with the cost of games going up you know it, the the value proposition might be a bit different on Xbox um, because we have Game Pass day one, but for something like Ratchet and Clank day one, buying that for, you know, imagine for us it was 70 quid to be wrapped up in 10 hours, I would be like, that was great. But I'm quite surprised it's over, you know. I, I, so I do. Well, not, get not if it. you I felt do. like it was the right amount of time. If you ended it and the credits yeah. rolled, you were like, that was good. And then you think to yourself, Huh. If they did make that twenty hours, it probably wouldn't have been as good. So, yeah, it it depends totally. It's a subjective thing, no doubt, no doubt. Um, and I, and I do think we do have a bit of rich country privilege going on here as well. You know, um, where we have the luxury to buy things that are expensive and be like, oh well, that was only ten hours long, and um, I had a really good, you know, a good time with my piece of media. But you know, obviously to someone that they can only buy one game a year and you know if if the reviewer didn't tell them that this game is only 10 hours long i, I think that could be you know problematic you know in, in maybe poorer countries um mm. so it's, it's an interesting discussion i overall I, I i get the sense that we as gamers are more sensitive to um 
to length on the upper end than we are on the lower end. You know, as things like tick over 40, 50, 60 hours, we start to go, oh, but on the lower end, we're generally like, it's it's okay for the most part, you know, unless mm. you cross a really, unless you're really taking the piss, <laughs> unless it's $70 for a five hour game, you know, so. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there is a line, of course. Yeah, I'm not saying it should just be completely ignored, but like, yeah, I think for for the most part, I don't really feel like I need it in my review process. Um, but yeah, of course, like, I mean, like the order eighteen eighty six. I remember that launch game for like PlayStation. You know, that launched it was like I think people were complete people completed it in like four and a half hours, and it was like a full price game. I mean that that's absurd. Yeah. Like that's genuinely yeah, yeah. absurd. Like uh, I could complete that game before lunch on like a normal work yeah. day. Like that that's nuts. That's- I, I also, but because this is my other thing as well, like it's the other angle of like, I think if we do put a bit of pressure on that, on, maybe not pressure, but if we do try and offer that communication of like, this is how long games are and, you know, you should factor that into your value proposition. It means public, you know, tying it back to Remnant, it means publishers can maybe go, oh, well, we've, we've created a really solid experience, but it wraps up at 10 hours. Maybe we should drop this down to 50 mm. quid. Yeah, maybe we don't need to just sell it at seventy just because that's the rest of, of what the rest of the market's doing. You know, I, I I don't know. Yeah, and I know that's not necessarily how the how development cost works. You know, I, I'm just saying. You know, it's we seem to be slipping into this thing where everything that has shiny graphics is seventy regardless, and I don't think it needs to be. And I think Remnant is a standout example mm. of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Re- Re- Remnant's quite a funny one as well because I genuinely feel like you can complete Remnant very quickly. I feel like you you could press go on that game. Just ignore so much shit. Just yeah. do main path. You could probably beat that game in like five hours, like probably. Um, but obviously, you don't want to, and you miss out on everything. Uh, and there's yeah. like, I, you know, the, the the game is at its best when you're actually off the main the main story path, in my opinion. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's it's quite an interesting one, um, Remnant for sure. But yeah, there's probably someone out there that bought Remnant and was just like. Yeah, just didn't didn't know what it was, didn't know what kind of you know game it was in terms of like exploring and puzzles and figuring out this. So you just beeline from point A to B, you know, struggled maybe a few on some bosses and completed it in like six seven hours, and they were like, "Well, this is why it was cheaper. I get it now. <laughs> Done with it. Uninstall." You know, I bet you there's so many people like that. Yeah, I mean, I hesitate to say so many people, but I, I don't doubt so that. Many. Yeah. <laughs> all of them all of those losers well i mean we know one <laughs> if i just say it you put yeah it out there. he's burnt out on it yeah he's he's done <laughs> mate. he was done within the first week of its launch wasn't he, he basically had had everything so yeah <laughs> yeah didn't last him too long luckily that wasn't a full price game for him yeah so um we're gonna get into some of the honorable mentions for the week um some I'm of them are, are stupid back in two seconds yeah do it man don't do anything else that I wouldn't do. Your ears look very big. <laughs> I don't think you. I don't think you heard me say that. That's fine. It wasn't meant to be offensive. It was just a. I, it, was, it was just an observation. Okay. All right. Well, the first the honorable mention: uh, the new Xbox dashboard is finally going public. If you're one of the lucky few who, uh, you know. Got it on the insiders before. This is not news to you, but if you're not, there's a new dashboard coming your way. It's lovely. Everything's pushed down. You can see more of your background. If you don't know, you, you probably should. Um, you can go and change into the options and have a dynamic background. Xbox are adding more and more dynamic backgrounds pretty regularly. 
Um, there's a new Diablo 4 one. It's delightful. There's a new High Tide Rush one. That's one of my one of my faves. Um, and it's very, very nice. Uh, the, the, the first thing you get when you scroll down now is um, what's recently added to Game Pass, which I think is great. Um, but I still am dying for a few more social features. Um, I'll leave that to the team to sort out. Uh, they also said that there's something going on with Discord as well. Um, you can now stream your games to Discord, to like a Discord chat, so everybody can kind of watch and tell you how bad you are at, at whatever you're doing. So that's happening. And, and finally, there was something new that wasn't in the test, uh, wasn't in the insider rings. Um, I don't, to my knowledge, for the for the dashboard, which is that when you're hovering over the tiles of the games, uh, artwork will splash up in the background depending on which game tile you're hovering over. How does that sound, Tim? Sounds good. You're talking about the dashboard update. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just uh, in, in the newest version that is going public soon. Um, when you're hovering over the tiles for each game, yeah, the background, you have the option to turn on like backgrounds that match the game tile you're hovering over. Oh, okay. Because yeah, they kind of do that in the store anyway, don't they? They have like a big sort of flash screen at the back of the store. And when you click on a game, it like puts up artwork for the game. So I'm guessing they've basically just taken and put that on the dashboard, right? When yeah, you hover I think over so, tiles, yeah. like a similar thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I like it. But then I, like I also well. think equally it can take away from dynamic backgrounds. But then you have the you option can to turn it on or off. Yeah. So that's right. But um yeah, as long as it's not on by default, like because then other pe- people should be like, oh, where do, where's my background? Yeah. But um yeah, it's, it's it's a cool <laughs> idea. Um I've still got the Lilith background on, I think. Is, which is pretty dope not gonna lie it's, it's good it's probably it's one of the background. best ones yeah this the <clears throat> deep red just looks so nice um it looks lovely yeah um yes yeah, so i give this new dashboard an eight out of ten still need i was saying before i need still need more social features and it's still missing a little something else i'm not quite sure what it is but it's mm-hmm. it good it's probably the best it's been since the xbox one so good job Agreed. steam took a while we'll say but you know here we are you know we got there it's good yeah second honorable mention tim um pizza controllers pizza controllers pizza on your controller pizza pizza on your xbox controller why oh is it uh tmnt (laughs) why (laughs) that uh that movie looks great does it i I haven't seen shit about it it. i'm such a not i I'm such a, I'm not a hater. I just, I, I just don't care about TMNT. I don't well, know. I feel like it was the generation before us a little bit. Yeah, I like, think I don't, so. I feel yeah. like we just missed out on it. But like, um, yeah, it, it looks really funny. This, this new movie, and like, it's got like a really unique like animation like style to it. Like, it looks really cool. It's like almost like shell, um, oh yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, I did see it actually. Yeah, it actually looks pretty cool um so yeah i'd actually be quite interested in watching this and they're doing pizza oh so pizza scented yeah pizza scented dude how... i probably should have said that how does that work I, is so it gonna stick to then, my hand it's like if i just play I... and then i like go away <laughs> and like go to the toilet and touch my ding dong and is it gonna smell of pizza <laughs> i hope so that'd, that'd be the optimal outcome wouldn't it yeah. i i just I, I don't know what it is. Why are 
the Xbox controller team, like the most. I just it. imagine they're all like Einsteins. They're all like they're in so lab active. Codes. They're like the most yeah, active so department active. in Xbox. <laughs> I don't yeah, know why. They're, they're the most innovative. They're like the most innovative. They're like the hardest working. They're just they're mental. Yeah, I don't. So like, surely, I, I, like, I bet maybe it's just like one person like locked up in a cage, and Phil goes down every now and then and just whips them. Yeah, and he says, Without "I need knowing, a new controller." We're probably just gonna get like a QRP controller it's just out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. they're like i don't know i was fucking bored on a monday and they told me to come up with a controller so i found these guys yeah. they're, they're all right i guess dickheads. qrp yeah. controller <laughs> smells like nerd <laughs> nerd yeah. scented <laughs> yeah nerd and vinegar yeah it's, yeah it's just my logo that i've made i'd sue yeah. no maybe come I'm, on man we've got to get a good relationship with xbox the first yeah, time we get a relationship so. with them of any kind you take them to court <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for an xbox yeah, podcast and yeah fair enough that'd be fine i don't know man it's just yeah you like it's a normal controller and then you slot a piece of pizza into the back um and you oh. have to like take out you have to like slide out a scented oil thing and drip it in the pizza oh, and then it, it smells way, like pizza that's way too much effort almost how much is this setting us back like what, what is this i don't know i think it's a limited edition like yeah, i don't think you can just go and buy one i think it's a competition thing you know but... oh, okay you got just chill the fuck out is what i'm saying like chill out if you need bigger brains like in somewhere else in the company take them from there they need just a bit of i think they just need some blinders and they'll probably be okay but right now they're just they're a bit buck wild for me and it's starting it's starting to frighten me honestly like what's gonna happen next exploding controllers yeah yeah, exactly blows your hands off and you lose a game yeah (laughs) When you die in the game, is yeah, you're like tied into the controller, and it just cuts off your life force as well. Cuts off yeah, your life force. Our new soul binding controllers, you soul bond <laughs> with it, and yeah. yeah, if if it gets if it runs out of charge, you gotta keep it charged. <laughs> if it runs out of charge, you die. It's yeah. linked to your it's like soul. A, it's like a ghost being sucked in, like. In the Ghostbusters, you're like, ah, like I'm gonna suck, or like yeah. sucked into the Xbox light. Like, everyone's like, damn, God, these God, guys man. really can do a lot with the controller. Like, yes, we, we put these guys something. here to like, you know, push them down a little bit, thinking, you know, they'd run out of ideas, but they're really going crazy with the controllers. Yeah. All right. I just have to get that one in there. Just uh, it's an easy jab, you know, low hanging yeah, fruit. Um. All right. Next honorable mention. This is this is great. So Microsoft, you know, there's been this whole thing around right to repair, mm-hmm. particularly being the push in the US. It is starting to come into the EU um, more and more. <clears throat> Maybe it's the other way around, actually. Anyway, I can't remember. Um, you know, right to repair. So companies have to provide some sort of service to to repair things so that they can't just sell you shit that explodes through, like, you know, years down the line, mm-hmm. as they do. Um so Microsoft has started selling Xbox controller parts on its online store. This includes parts for the Elite 2 standard Xbox controllers to help fix sticks, buttons, covers, and more. You know, uh, I, I think this is great. I, I prefer you to make controllers that didn't just break, but, you know, wear and tear is a thing always. Um, so it's good. You know, they're not going to be like, you're going to break your warranty and you're going to ruin your life. They're saying, here, literally buy the parts, crack that shit open and fix it. Yeah, that's cool. I like it. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. I think it uh, yeah, gives people the option, yeah, outside of like uh, warranty and stuff like that. So yeah, 
more than anything else, they probably realize, well, we can milk this, you know, because like I've done it, I've bought parts from like China just to fix some of my old controllers. And they're probably like, there's a market here, you know, we, there's a market of people whose controllers that we make are breaking and we can sell them the parts to fix their own controllers. Yeah, we don't need to make a new <laughs> better elite. Yeah, we'll just sell yeah. them parts to fix their yeah. janky fucking bumpers. Hell yeah. We've done it. Crack the code, Hell boys. Yeah. That's it. I bet that was the controller team. That's the same team that put together the pizza controllers. You know, it's yeah. just big brain players. Just all round. Next honorable mention, Xbox is having a big presence at Gamescom. Um, I, I kept this as a small honorable mention because I don't really know what else to say about it. Um, it. It's great. It's their biggest game Gamescom presence ever, Tim, I guess. Like, what does that tell you? Does that tell you anything? Mm. I don't know. We just got a lot, of, a lot of stuff coming up towards the end of the year that might not necessarily be within a, um, a direct or a... Um... Mm. its own showcase so although i am quite surprised i know i see spoilers i see like stalker 2 in this list potentially mm-hmm. i'm quite surprised stalker 2 isn't getting like its own like developer direct you know similar to like how redfall got on there and stuff like that i thought stalker 2 was quite a nice little uh baby that xbox kind of revived and they were quite excited for so yeah stalker 2 was that sorry stalker 2 yeah 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 Surprise yeah, it's great. I'm thing. glad that that's. It's not. It's not where. I'm surprised. No, I, my whole point was I'm surprised that Stalker Two isn't getting like a developer direct treatment when uh, they, they give it a little bit of like a spotlight, like they did like um, uh, Redfall and stuff like that. Because I thought they were quite excited about that internally, and it was quite a big sort of IP revival that a lot of people were quite excited for. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just feel like Stalker Two is weirdly it's going down in everyone's estimations and like i just don't think the game's actually going to slap quite as much as it previously looked like it was going to i don't know it's weird i just feel like it's it's really just died off well i i think xbox are probably not wanting to put a release date on it because obviously with what's going on in ukraine i don't think those devs are able to give a, a date right now so that's probably why we're not seeing it in any direct form or you know from mm. xbox in an official capacity i guess so yeah it's all linked to that isn't it because it was being showed off quite a bit wasn't it and it did have quite quite a lot of spotlight before everything started kicking off in ukraine i guess yeah absolutely um so um <clears throat> big takeaways here really uh there's, there's a handful of third party partners in the xbox bits where they're booking out a massive part uh of the theater that they haven't done before Loads of third-party partners uh, from Soft with Armor Core, uh, CD Projekt Red with Cyberpunk DLC, Payday 3 will be there as well, which is in um, beta, by the way, now. So uh, you can apply for it at the Insider Hub and play, play it, I'm pretty sure. I've heard pretty positive things about Payday 3, actually, so far. I, I have as well. Yeah. yeah, I have as well. Yeah. I might try and sign up for that beta after this show. Yeah. There will be a handful of Xbox exclusives playable, including Tower Bomb, which is, I think is pretty cool. Hopefully we get mm-hmm. some more gameplay of that. I, you know, I want this to be the Castle Crashers successor that we all deserve. And it, mm-hmm. it's not gonna be the big it's not gonna be a big hit, but hell yeah, it looks right up my my and your alley. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks really good. Uh Stalker 2, it, yeah, that game still looks great. Uh, I hope we get to see more and I hope it comes together. Party Animals, it's um, Gang Beast, but better. Why is that game taking so long? What, what, what have they been doing? <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of weird, isn't it? 
I mean, maybe just like making sure like servers and stability is all fine and stuff like that. Maybe. But not that a game like that really needs like precise fucking frames. It's not like a normal fighting game, is it? But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. To be, uh, oh. it either strikes me as that there was a bit of an internal development struggle, or because they announced we saw this like three in twenty twenty. I'm pretty sure. Ago. Yeah, yeah. So either there was either internal development struggles, or they saw uh, what was the fucking game called? Um, we plays the little beans. Uh, Fall guys. Fall guys. That's it. They saw the success of Fall Guys, and them and Xbox were like, "Hang on a minute." You take a bit longer. Let's wait till you it make dies this out. Into... Yeah, you, well, yeah, Wizard dies out, but also clearly there's an appetite for this sort of like casual online party game experience, you know. Um, mm. Do that. Uh, so maybe they're going to come back with a, you know, maybe we'll see it at uh, uh, Gamescom and it will have um, a number of new modes and stuff. You know, who knows? We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'd be cool. Uh, Lamplighters League is another one as well um, that we've known about for a little bit as an Xbox exclusive. That'll be playable there. And 25 more. Finally, Starfield won't be playable. Sent some people into um, alert mode. But there will be an exclusive theater presentation for it, uh, for the press. And there will be an exclusive theater presentation for Forza Motorsport and as well for Ara. Do you remember Ara? It's like the strategy game. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It had like the eagle like flying everywhere for its trailer. Yeah, it? yeah. it was like mixed mythology. It was like yeah. there was like technology in Egypt and shit like that. You know, um, you? I thought it was like Greek or something. So you remember like the a... Greek stone white buildings and stuff like that. Yeah, for that. yeah. There were there were there were loads. Yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. knows exactly yet, but um, I don't think. But yeah. So cool. I mean, it is quite a busy, you know. Starfield, Forza, and Ara, not playable, but will have a theater presence. Towerborn, Stalker 2, Party Animals, Lamplight's League. You know, it is actually quite mm. a heavy Xbox presence. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, our interpretation of that, um, there's a lot coming. Maybe they are starting to want to lean into these more traditional marketing beats more. Um, we'll have to see. I mean, historically, Gamescom has always been a bit of a nothing. You know, it comes and goes, and we say yeah okay hooray but we'll see if anything comes of it for the general public or if this gameplay released or you know if we get to see any of these theater presentations who knows hmm. it's only a couple of days before the release of starfield so ugh, probably not there's gonna be a launch trailer i'm sure so you know hmm. it's what it is it's what it is okay last honorable mention for today is the great boulders gate debate yeah. It is a hot topic, man. It is. It really is. Because this game is fucking... They're killing it. Yeah, yeah, it's popping off. Yeah, yeah. So, what's your understanding of the story here? Do, do, you, do you get... Do you know what's happened? Or, shall, or do I need to quickly skip over the top? Um, I. It was some sort of, like, delay or something, wasn't it? for um, pretty much basically it was only releasing on like series x or something is that right other way around uh no it's so it's it's releasing on pc this week i'm pretty sure it's releasing on ps5 next month on starfield's release day yeah it's not coming out on xbox um it doesn't have a release date yet for oh. xbox the okay. devs have said you know so there so this has caused this whole like kind of conspiracy xbox have been like oh fucking you know play classic 
exclusivity deal. What's the point? Doing it to fight Starfield. Pathetic. You know, all of that. Mm-hmm. The devs have come out and said, that is not correct. You know, objection. Um, mm-hmm. We could not get the game split screen on, uh, running and split screen on the Series S. We tried and we have not, we've not been able to get it done in... Um, done for the target we can get it going on series x but xbox has a parity policy where Uh, you can't release it for one platform and not the other Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's not sounding like a small delay either it's sounding like end of the year or beginning of 2024 damn wouldn't be such a problem if boulder's Boulders gate 3 wasn't popping off so much um Mm. maybe it still isn't because boulder's gate is a pc you know, it's a CRP, it's a classic RPG. You know, console players typically don't. You know, it's like Wasteland, but mm. more classic. <laughs> Wasteland yeah. was kind of a bit more accessible. Um, so, I mean, what's your kind of interpretation of all of this? Is this a problem? Should Xbox just allow them to release it on the Series X just this once, or is that a slippery slope? Or you know, what's the what's your kind of thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's, I feel like it's kind of a slippery slope, right? I feel like you do need that parity, especially when the Series S has been is being sold and marketed as a next gen console, you know, but just a more affordable one. And the way they're marketing it is, you know, you can still do everything the the, the Xbox Series X can do, but just to a slightly less standard, you know, everything's still available to you, all this kind of stuff, but just at a more affordable price point. Um, and I think it's it could hurt the sort of reputation and trust that comes with that and the way that console is being sort of marketed um, as people mm-hmm. think, especially in the future as games are getting more and more advanced like and graphically bigger and better and everything like that. People are just going to think, well, if it happened with this, you know, what's to say when, you know, a, a, a larger, more pretty game comes out later down the line? Is it, is it going to happen again? You know, the, the tech's still the same, right? Um so, yeah, it. I think it's quite a slippery slope. I think it's kind of right to 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 just delay it for both platforms. I think and just not, yeah, just release it when it's ready on both. Um, and like you said, I I, I feel like the majority of Baldur's Gate audience is is going to be playing it on PC regardless. Um, obviously that's quite a big assumption. Um, but I do think. For the most part, that will be the case. Obviously, as um, as uh, Doc Dark is saying, you know, yeah, he he has it and he might want to buy it, and he's getting punished for it. Yeah, uh, a, a lot of people are probably going to think that way as well. But um, I think it's I think it's kind of the right the right way to do it, the way they have done it. I think, and just keep it off both until it's ready. Um, yeah, yeah, I get it. Um. And, and, you know, and I will say, you know, empathizing with Doc Dark as well, like, you know, I sent out a poll um, on Twitter and what, you know, should Xbox have made an exemption with Baldur's Gate 3 and allowed a launch on the Series X now and delayed Series S to come later? Uh, the options were, yes, it's bad PR as it is right now. Yes, they should have just brought it on Xbox Series X now. Or no, the X and S parity is important. And 100% of the vote was with, yes, they should have just delayed the Series S. Of course, okay. bit of a skewed question. All of yous have a Series X, don't you? You know, all of us who are following this, who listen to Xbox podcast, are going to have a Series X as their primary console. Um, and yes, it would be, it would also be a PR disaster if they did delay just the Series S version. You know, again, uh, poorer countries, you know, I'm thinking about that. You know, 
the one the countries where the series s is the primary xbox that's being bought um that i think would be a problem you know i think a lot of them would then start to feel well should i even bother be like bother buying this if exactly games are just going to get delayed you know plus xbox is still in a in a state of building trust and 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 winning this sort of generation of audience and and stuff like that so i i I just think it's it's a hit that's not worth taking as as much as Baldur's gate is popping off right now and obviously it would be fantastic um yeah i just don't think it's a hit that's worth taking with with the what's on with everyone aiming at xbox as it is yeah and it's also you know to double bear in mind if it was coming out on xbox series x it would be coming out on starfield launch day so i think in the grand scheme of things the decision was we're literally giving our audience the biggest game of all time on game pass (laughs) you know um well those balls could be bigger (laughs) from what i've heard um, borders gate is ridiculously fucking large yeah it probably is to be fair but yeah the tricky call unfortunate all around unsure what the problem is here all we know is that it does somewhat add credibility to the argument that the series s is becoming a bit of a problem with devs um obviously not happening all the time you know but there was always going to be a downside to this dual console strategy that xbox had gone for and this is the manifestation of that to some degree um you know there are lots of pros you know lots of advantages to doing it but this is one of those times where it it has not been the case Mm. um could xbox have sent a team in earlier i i don't know i don't know the politics of that but um it's unfortunate how it's turned out but ultimately the blow is softened by starfield so it is what it is yeah agreed agreed um okay so i did have one more honorable mention i did forget because this came out this morning but our friend of the channel you know friend of the channel rebs gaming um who has had some halo infinite information in the past and has been accurate about it mentioned that project Tatanka, speaking about for 600 years has evolved into a separate bigger game supposedly um there's no more information than that he's just said that if it is true he hopes that it's a full halo experience with campaign multiplayer and a a battle royale um i think it might be a bit optimistic to think that there would be a multiplayer on top of a battle royale considering it's a certain affinity project (laughs) but i mean is this um in my head, I'm if this, I, I'm totally on board with a single player Halo experience. But in my head, I'm kind of thinking about a um, maybe an ODST sized game here. Um, that's yeah. not a mainline. Uh, it it has its own lore and an excuse for why you know, battle royale is happening. And then there's also kind of a single player to contextualize that. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on this kind of idea? Like, are, are you down for a bit more single player Halo at this point? Are you a bit, a bit apathetic about it, or is it just uh, it comes when it comes? I don't, I don't know. To me, it's not, it's not screaming at me like it's needed. To be honest, um, I would like, I, I like the idea of of a Halo themed battle royale and having a different, you know, uh, multiplayer. Uh, game mode essentially to dip into outside of the arena based multiplayer that halo does so well um and i feel like if they just sunk all their resources into that and made it really good i feel like i feel like that's kind of enough i feel like they could take if they wanted to add some story elements to it i feel like they could do that in a similar way to like i feel like how apex 
does its stories and stuff like that where i feel like you could kind of weave it into into um into just the, the the battle royale aspect of it and you you unlock things with like trackers and these have like videos and cutscenes and stuff like that like i don't necessarily feel like you have to make this single player uh like narrative as to why this is happening playable necessarily but you can still give it to your players to sort of ingest in in, in a certain kind of way um i'm much more on board with them just just kind of making this you well, I was going to say unique, but uh, it will be unique, I guess, to Halo sort of BR kind of experience, um, mm-hmm. and then keep um, yeah, just sort of tack it on to what Halo already is with its campaign with Halo Infinite's already existing campaign and uh, multiplayer. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. I guess the thing here is that there is there is kind of a um a desire for some more single player Halo content because well Halo Infinite single player was very good across the board it's generally th- uh, thought as as a very good campaign and I'd agree I thought it was I thought it was pretty fantastic not perfect but I thought it was pretty fantastic I really enjoyed my time um and I think people just want more of that you know clearly you know this is a certain affinity project and also there's a lot of franchises that's getting more now. And there was such a big wait between Halo 5 and Infinite. And I think people are just craving more single player, you know, more single player stuff in the Halo universe, you know. Um, and I think if there is a team that could nail that, it, it would be certain affinity. So I do think there is something alluring about having this, um, whether it ends up being a battle royale or extraction, whatever it is, just make it unique, make it Halo. Um I think there is something alluring about having just a single player attached to that, whatever that ends up being. You know, we keep talking about this headhunter idea, don't we? When it was like season two of Infinite, where it's like these small groups of um, Spartans that go off and hunt um, the banished or whatever it is, and they take parts of their bones and like wear them because they mm. like stay out for these long missions. Um, you know, stuff like that could be so fucking cool, um, and that could con- contextualize a similar thing, or maybe it's just. A reasonably unrelated campaign to the multiplayer who knows um you know because yeah. while odst didn't have a multiplayer it did have firefight didn't it that was like the multiplayer experience as part of that game so yeah. i think it's it's not unheard of like i think they could do that um and just i do remain a bit skeptical that <laughs> that there would be a single player attached we'll mm-hmm. see yeah. i just hope it's going well yeah yeah exactly yeah i just yeah i just hope they don't get too sidetracked and try and do too many things with it like just just try and make one thing like you said it unique and make it work well and you know weave it into the 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 universe you know you don't need to do too much of it you don't need to create a single player alongside of it um obviously me and deck are taking different angles on this i'm not really gagging for any more single player story here but um but yeah, I no, love it. Yeah, yeah. I will say as well, just while we're on the topic, Vernon, um, as we sort of wrap up the honorable mentions, uh, Halo Infinite's getting quite a lot of good press right now. Okay. And I never thought it, it would come. And of all people, it, it started with Kotaku. Oh, wow. They're normally toxic. They hate Xbox usually. Yeah. Their writers fucking hate Xbox. And Halo, it's, it's been such an easy target for a lot of outlets you know especially content creators but um you know uh 
just reading the title halo infinite is so back baby um and it's oh, just wow. they're, they're all there's only 11 comments to it and pretty much all of them are just like well recognized names that hate halo just posting screenshots of steam numbers and it's like steam numbers right. <laughs> yeah love steam, <laughs> steam numbers how you solve everything dude solves world <laughs> crisis it does oh, yeah that's, that's it it's, it's it's a perfect metric mm-hmm. and, it, and it's very indicative of quality you know so um we should always look at steam numbers every single time we should definitely look at steam numbers for Elden ring right now to retroactively talk about how good Elden ring was yeah. that is a very fair and rational thing to do game of the generation um, take a look at its numbers <laughs> at the moment yeah yeah so um yeah yeah there's there's a handful of creators now who are like pinging over from destiny um so do you know summit summit g yeah 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 he 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 did the same thing with tf thieves a while back and that gave that a massive boost in viewership which i think honestly the game is still sustaining Mm -hmm. he's currently playing halo and he's for the first time i think uh infinite um and he's having a really good time with it you know he's singing its praises quite a lot so it's um having a similar effect um nice this comes after a uh they announced updates for the game coming, uh, I think, Tuesday to, you know, new maps. Um, they had they recently added Squad Battle, which was like an 8v8 on some Halo 2 and 3 remade maps, which people love. Um, Sweet. Yeah, lots of other, not lots of other um, nice updates as well. So, yes, go 343, keep it up, keep going, keep your, keep your chin up, you'll get there. Yes. Okay, so... We have a series of stories for this week. The first one I've got, I made last week, was about kind of numbers and and that and, um, came from Microsoft's um, earning report. I think I'm going to leave this until the end if we have time, um, because I think this is kind of old news. Uh, it'd be nice to go over if we have time, but um, I think it will slow the show down a bit. So I think for now, we'll kind of skip over this. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Unless there's unless you're looking at that and thinking I would really like to explore. No, I'm happy I'm happy to move on to something else. We can go back to that. Yeah, it's fine by me. Lovely. Okay. So let me just quickly check in on chat. No, we're good. So Final Fantasy 14 is coming to Xbox. What That's a amazing. surprise. What is that? That sounded sarcastic, but I'm genuinely surprised. It's <laughs> <laughs> just how I sound. We knew all along. Yeah. We, all we wait, are yeah. Phil Spencer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Phil Spencer is just the AI we created. We're actually him. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this was a massive surprise. Yeah, um, believe it or not, from my tone. Um, no, I never thought this was going to happen. Uh, that's that's right. mental. Um, and you know, yeah, there's there's even talks of like just the relationship, just yeah, just mending in general, just outside of this as well. So you know, this this might only just be the beginning. You know, we might actually start to see you know past and future Final Fantasy content actually arriving to Xbox in a timely manner. Maybe not same day, maybe, but mm-hmm. like. In a, in a very realistic timing, you know, as as you might actually get to play your Final Fantasy VII remake soon, Deck. Who knows? I'm I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm so excited to begin my Weeb era, <laughs> and it all starts with Final Fantasy VII remake. Maybe even Final Fantasy fourteen. I've heard very good things about Final Fantasy fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's just um, yeah. I mean, the thing is with with MMOs and with everything that's out or coming out very soon, and that we're currently playing. MMOs are a massive time dump. 
um yeah and, and alongside everything else we're playing as much as i would have enjoyed this game when i had less going on in my life like mm-hmm. i just don't I, I i'm not sure i think i'll still give it a go like 100 percent because i've heard amazing things about it um but yeah just there's serious serious time dumps um but For sure yeah exciting nonetheless yeah, well, it, it's spring 2024 is the target. Um, the, the the current Square Enix CEO thanked Phil Spencer as being the reason that Final Fantasy is Final Fantasy 14 is coming to Xbox Series X and S. So once again, you know, tip of the hat to um, Phil Spencer as always. Mm-hmm. Um, he also said while he was on stage to expect more Final Fantasy content on Xbox, and we look forward to partnering closely with Square Enix on future games. So right in line with what what you said. Um, There are two interesting wrinkles to this whole story. The first one was highlighted to me by uh, my friend Nerd Propellant or Tavish. Tavish Yellow, he appears um, today um, or listens back. This this comes four weeks after Square Enix fired their previous president. Why was he fired? Oh, I don't know. But I'll also tell you what the second wrinkle was. Their Their finance report wasn't very good. Uh, they weren't making very much money. <laughs> yeah, probably because they're fucking tying down these AAA budget games to one fucking platform. Maybe mm. that's why. I have to imagine. Yeah, I mean, because the, the whispers were that there was some relationship damage between the previous president and um, an Xbox. We don't know who, we don't know how, we don't know where, why, you know, but that was mm. that, those are kind of the whispers. And, and that's, you know, take it a pinch of salt. That's just kind of gossip. But yeah, that, it happens that a is lot what's... in business. Yeah. Yeah, it does, you know. Um, but after pulling these sorts of deals now for seven years, and you know, remember Square Enix is the company that says they're always disappointed with, um, mm-hmm. like, the expect- below expectations. Yeah, projections are always below what yeah. they expect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and so I have to imagine that he pulled up at the desk, like with the shareholders, slammed his like reports, you know, got the presentation on behind him, and he was like, "Right, so it's not great. Um, services down, uh, content down, um, sales down." Um, and and so they get to the end of it, and they're like, "Okay, so what's the plan? How are you going to solve this?" And he's like, "Ah." Uh, I don't know, man. Like we just had Final Fantasy VII. It was like game of the year. We've got like the sequel coming up. Um, you know, we just had Final Fantasy sixteen. Uh, that was reviewed really well. I just can't think of anything else. There's, there's nothing else we could do. And then just one guy at the back is like, "Why are you releasing an Xbox? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we use the other console?" <laughs> it was just like an intern delivering coffee, but yeah. <laughs> it's like. At least forty million people there, and he's just like he like pulls his hat down over his eyes. He's like, uh, no further comments. Yeah. <laughs> no Xbox, Xbox is stinky, and I have a, yeah. I'm not a big fan. Yeah, so that's I, I don't reason. know, man. And, and I reckon like they must have. I mean, like I said, he got fucking fired. I don't know what happened there. If he was like, no, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I won't do it. <laughs> I refuse to work with those invalids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and it's like literally look look at the numbers look how many xboxes there are in the wild okay yeah there's there's less than playstation that and how much is the the cost of porting uh, so what's that number minus that number 
That's uh, millions. Mi- mi- hundreds of millions, is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear vote to fire president. <laughs> yeah. Know, on the spot. Everyone yeah, just... Right. Whole room of hands. <laughs> no, but like, I just... I don't even know like what their situation with is in terms of like getting them on PC either and stuff like that, like Final Fantasy VII Remake and Final Fantasy Sixteen. Uh, I don't really keep up with all that. Do they solely just release on PlayStation or are these these have come delayed to PC or um Yeah, Seven Remake did come to PC after a, a long delay. I don't know if it was just a year or if it was longer. Seven remake. Okay, Final Fantasy Sixteen is apparently estimated to release November twenty twenty four on PC. So yeah, th- there are ways that they can, you know even outside of mending a relationship with Xbox, because Xbox obviously isn't big in Japan, albeit growing very small. Uh it's still extremely small and growing, but like, you know, even just like dedicating more resource to getting these out quicker on pc as well and stuff like that you know like that's massive like i I imagine that's fucking enormous for them to get these games coming to pc and playstation in 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 a timely manner like it it just seems yeah that it's way too funneled into only playstation and you know no, no matter what how good the game is and they are reviewing great they're making great games they are making fantastic fucking games but there's just there's only so much of an audience that you can hit when you're just targeting playstation because even 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 if like yeah playstation's massive whatever there's a lot of people that aren't jrpg fans on playstation they they, they just don't Uh care about final fantasy like they just want their God of Wars and their Horizons or whatever. So like, yeah. they've really the just, yeah. There's really just there's only so much of a of of a market there, and really, it's not much more complicated. This you just need to expand your market. Like that is literally it. There's nothing wrong with the quality of games coming out in terms of gameplay, in terms of script, story writing, all that sort of stuff. It's fucking fantastic. They look great, you know, like. And I mean, you got to bear in mind they're also doing games like Octobath Traveler, which are fucking slapping as well. Like these games are reviewing so great, and they they just you know they just need to get more. It'd be quite interesting actually to compare like Octopath Traveler and stuff like that. Obviously, releases I think those do release on PC, Switch, PlayStation, all that simultaneously. I think so. It'd be quite mm-hmm. interesting to see what those kind of sales are compared to like a Final Fantasy or something. Yeah, usually they do. Um... Octopath 2 is a bit of an um, outlier. It's not coming to Xbox as of now. That's all we know. But um, mm. Yeah, yeah, you're so right. Um, definitely in agreement with you. I, I just don't know who was being sucked off here, honestly. Like, someone was being sucked. Someone was getting some sloppy toppy. Like, I don't know mm. who, because this was such a good deal for PlayStation mm. and not for Square Enix. Like, clearly, like, clearly they were being yeah. robbed. Oh, yeah. For PlayStation, they got exclusive rights. They got a stranglehold over the most, not only one of the most popular IPs in gaming, one of the most popular JRPGs, full stop. Um, and, and, and yeah, and it's, that's so powerful. That was such a, a dub for them. Um, and it wasn't making Square Enix any fucking money. Well, yeah, it was making them, they were losing money overall, um, mm. you know, so... I don't know. When old Jim Bob fucking saw this news and the relationship, he probably shat a brick, dude. He probably just put, <laughs> yeah. the guy I've been sucking off for 10 years has been fired. <laughs> Fuck. <Yeah. laughs> 
That is such a problem for me. Yeah. <laughs> now we might have to buy them. That is funny. Yeah, so that's Final Fantasy XIV. That is exciting. I'm I'm very happy about that. This is what I want to see. This is the sort of shit that makes Phil like a you know a goat tier Xbox CEO because he better like the amount of graft this guy's had yeah. to go through to make shit like this happen. They should have an expansion, Phil Phil Spencer expansion on Goat Simulator. Oh yeah, nice. That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> Run around as Phil. Hang on. Hang on, just a second. Just a second. <laughs> good one, Tim. Really good one. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, that's right. Deserved it. Okay. Next story. This is this is this is a interesting little uh, little pickle. This one. So, a, an Oblivion remake. I'm just trying to put that out there. We're going to get to the details details later. An Oblivion remake. How does that make you? Um, how does that make you feel? Get some Oblivion gameplay on. Now's the time. I want to see some. <sighs> you want to see some Oblivion gameplay? Yep, I want to see it. I don't want to be reminded of that game. And it's like, uh, it's like a lot of um, enchanted kind of music, isn't it? Oh, uh, Oblivion. I love how you asked me a question. What do you think of this? Also, get gameplay out. <laughs> like, Jesus, man. I'm just, I'm only man. <laughs> You're just, I'm just one dead, single man. <laughs> I'm just dead. What a fucking movie. I saw that you tweeted about that. I, I, I watched that the other day as well. It's actually hilarious. That's I great. Had, no, it's, I had a it's great, great time in that movie. Yeah, me too. Right. Um, I just put in Oblivion gameplay. Um, yep. Let's go with... Oh, here we go. This is a thing. The Elder Scrolls Oblivion, full walkthrough gameplay, no commentary, PC. It's called a long play. <laughs> Fucking legend. It's called a long I play, dude. Kind of a semi-unrelated story, but I, like, I've had the similar problem at work because I do a lot of work with... Um, I do a lot of work with like, phobic clients who are, like have phobias of things, you know, um, and for that reason, we like work up uh, really slowly to the thing so they can get a bit of they get a bit of the stimulus at a time and mm. anyway as part of that thing one of what i needed was a video on a dashboard of driving onto a motorway and into a tunnel and man i was searching for hours i was going insane i was going fucking insane and then i finally found this bloke driving around he's like from liverpool and he and he's just he speaks to the cameras like, all right so i'm gonna drive up M5, up down the motorway, into tunnel, and, and, he, and then he just... He sh- Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up? And it's just dashboard footage for like 
four hours and his channel has 200 fucking videos it's just shit like that and it's like i love you and i needed it and um we did some great work together (laughs) my phobia client is 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 really making big big strides thanks to him wow really making a difference man yeah not me not me it's him yeah i was talking to the man that i don't know yeah yes nice i I don't want to say his name because you know might he might blow up in popularity you know from yeah. the quick resume podcast i don't i don't want to direct our audience from there and yeah, you know, exactly of course cause an unnecessary sort of culture shock hmm. so yeah we got some gameplay oblivion all right so oblivion <laughs> um yeah i i'd be pretty hyped to see a a remake of this um i'm not gonna lie uh oblivion yeah. was a was a big was a big game for me where um in like my childhood i played loads of oblivion um yeah really really sick game um and if he gets like a yeah like a good remake treatment um yeah like a hundred percent like this this game's got some like cool cool ass world building and story and all about like traveling through like fucking like essentially gates of like hell and shit like that and fighting like daedra yeah. princes and all that kind of stuff like it's great man it, it's it's a really cool game so uh yeah i'd be pretty hyped to see this um although where does that leave? Would a different team be doing this, or where does that leave fucking yes. Elder Scrolls Six? Elder Scrolls Six just coming out in twenty nineteen now, like. So, I don't worry. I did my research here as the as the good show host that I am. I did what my I? due diligence. Before we get there, I, th- this this is very exciting for me. You know, I I have very fond memories. Even though, so Oblivion was my first Elder Scrolls. Um, I did I I did own it. Didn't play it nearly as much as Skyrim. I thought it was very good. I think, to be honest, the most that I played it was with you. <laughs> you know, I remember mm. spending a lot of time with you on your black leather sofas. And I think I especially remember the, um, was it like the arena or whatever it was? Where you yeah, like the gladiator arena. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we'd go through that. And then the little fucking gremlins would come out and they'd like lob fireballs at you from the oblivion. Scamps. Pool yeah scamps fucking scamps yeah <laughs> i love um, the sound it used to run like this yeah <laughs> they were great i, I love scamps i hope we get to see them in the gameplay <laughs> i love them i'll yeah, fast forward to um, scamp then you worry you know and it was just it was my first introduction to um to tamriel and you know from there i kind of loved it. it was you know it was the real for me you know the real building blocks of what made me love um skyrim as much as i did um you know a lot of people swear by oblivion you don't know a lot of people do prefer oblivion it's good um, very good game i i can't remember if it was a full xbox 360 exclusive at the time or if it was just delayed this is the one thing i did not do yeah before. i mean it's the sort of thing we didn't take note of did we back then because we were, we were just wee little smooth because brain children yeah yeah exactly yeah and 360 was just great you know i found out the other day that like 360 in like all of its like shipped like um statistics and stuff like that i think like 56 percent of them were like faulty <laughs> such Jesus, a high number that's a fucking yeah. high number yeah yeah i think I, I remember seeing this statistic i can't remember if it was like uh tiktok one of the channels that did it or whatever um or if it was like a video that i watched yeah and like playstation had like playstation 3 had like a 10 percent um sort of um faulty rate um but yeah xbox 360 had like uh, over half of all of them were like faulty that's rough (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> it was such a jank console. It was so good. But it was so fucking I think I had like four rings of death. Um, I had like four or five different 360s. I had so many. Did you? I only had the one. I got really lucky. Uh, I, I definitely had three. It, it, definitely three. Like, I'm thinking I could have had a fourth as well. But yeah. I, th- I think I got mine a little bit later though. So maybe I had a revised model. But um, yeah. Yeah, man. It's yeah, those rings of death. And, it's, and it makes it all the more impressive how well the 360 performed given that as well. You know, usually that's enough to sink a fucking. Um, a manufacturer you know yeah uh there's a really interesting part about it on the um that xbox documentary that they made for the out of the 20th anniversary or whatever it was if you ever end up watching it it's it's really interesting because the guy responsible at the time can't remember his name i don't know if it was peter moore or someone else he was he was basically like i was shitting myself about report like i was tempted to not say anything but it was like if this just keeps going on this could sink the whole company yeah you know so but i just remember like imagine having to bring that up with your boss it's like so we've got an estimated 50 percent failure rate going on (laughs) yeah it's just mate i I always remember remember slamming in the hard drives at the top and the sound hell yeah yeah Yeah. it was like you literally have to like crunch in (laughs) It's fucking horrible. Horrible, yeah. I'm breaking a bone. Yeah, yeah. Horrible. Oh god. All right. Anyway. So just to answer the question, um, yes, uh, for PC and Xbox in 2006, and then it came to PlayStation 3 in 2007. So that was um, yeah, time to exclusivity. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So it's always been Xbox aligned. That's a conversation for a little bit. But who's making it? You may ask. Uh, you. Mm. I hear you out there in the audience and maybe watching also i suppose that you're also an audience member um virtuous games paris who now you're probably going to go oh well that's a bit concerning i've never heard of virtuous games paris none of you had heard of blue point before uh probably they remade is it shadow of the colossus and then obviously they required and then did demon souls for playstation yeah um and there's a lot of companies making very big remakes right now i don't know if it was capcom's main team that did the resi i don't know if it was ea's main team that did dead space um but either way i think there's a lot of talent and a lot of scope for these sorts of things so this is the due due, due diligence part right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. virtuous games paris well virtuous games general i i couldn't find any information particularly about what paris are doing and this is, bear in mind, we're still in like rumor territory. Um, it was a thing on Reddit, and then the mods were able to confirm the authenticity of the person's position and say that they're in a they're in a position where they they would know this information. Mm. Um, so, depending on how much you value that sort of um, authentication, anyway, they have done games like ports for the Batman trilogy, the Arkham trilogy, Near Automata to the Switch, uh, the Horizon games, um, XCOM two. Outer Worlds. Um, the Outer Worlds was the most recent one, which was criticized a bit for being a bit of a bad port, but it's unclear. Again, it's unclear which team did any of them. Uh, from mm. what I could see, most of the jobs they do are, are pretty good. Um, These are ports, and they're really though. big. Hmm? These are ports, though, not remakes, but yeah. 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 Outer Wilds was the closest, probably, with a, uh, with a remaster. Um, yeah but they're a very big big studio i think when i when i had a look there's like just under four thousand total employees but they've got eight offices around the world canada china us ukraine ireland and france that's not eight there are more um yeah so 
but yes, yeah, supposedly it is the Paris is working on Oblivion remake. And not only that, supposedly it is using a particular system so that the remaster is is running both using both Unreal Engine 5 and the old Oblivion one, which I don't know if it was the creation engine that they're still using, um, that uh, you know, Bethesda Game Studios are still using. Hmm. Um, but essentially, it's keeping all the same gameplay and physics that were in Oblivion, but giving it a Unreal Engine 5 lick of paint with the lighting and everything Unreal else. Engine 5? No. Yeah, that's not the new one, is it? Unreal Engine 6 is the new one, but yeah, okay. Um, no, I think it is 5, isn't it? No, I thought, I thought like, Lords of the Fallen is being made on 6, isn't it? Am I being turned dumb? around now? Am I being dumb? I don't know. I might be being dumb. You might be. I mean, I'm not sure. Let's just have a quick oh, look. Remember all these, deck. There's a screen for a sec. All these classes you could pick. Battle Mage, Crusader, Healer, Knight. Oh, yeah. All the artwork was so cool as well. It's like tarot card kind of like artwork. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool that. Anyway. Yeah. Unreal Engine 5 is a new one. The reason I know that is because Hellblade 2 is running on it. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, I, I just got my numbers mixed up. Okay, cool. Yeah, fuck. Well, yeah, I mean, this game on... Um, I mean, anything being made in, in Unreal Engine 5 is going to look fucking fire. Yeah, like, that'll look great. I still think those faces are going to look wonky in those character models, but, you know... But that's 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 the Bethesda charm, you know. It, it, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, it is what it is. You, you, you're never going to get perfect. Like, even Starfield, you could look at it and be like, yeah, it's not perfect. But yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah, great, yeah. and it's a hell of an improvement, but... You know, they do still look like they've been, uh, they've had a few Botox trips. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, both excited. Um, very real possibility. Um, I think it, I think we've spoken about this on the show as well of like, The Elder Scrolls is such an untapped thing and, um, like if if Bethesda Game Studios are now going to be cycling through three IP, like we need to be using Elder Scrolls somehow. Um, and I think remakes is just a perfect way to do that because there's so much heritage and celebrated history with that IP that it's just yeah, that's I think that's wonderful. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could even go back and give like Morrowind uh, a remake treatment as well. I know that again, people swear yeah. by Morrowind as well. Yeah, uh, Morrowind was before our time. I I, I never played that. Um, but so this one yeah. is obviously right up my alley, like for sure. Like um, an Oblivion remake, genuinely like excites me quite a lot. Um, I would yeah. I would I would love to see that. Plus, like if if they bundled it with like all the expansions too, like or oh, mate, Oblivion had some fucking fire expansions. Knights um, of the Nine, Shivering Isles. Yeah, yeah, like they like that would be so cool if they remade it all as like a whole. Um, yeah, mate, that'd be so that'd be so good. Oh, did we miss the scamp? Give me a sec. See, like you're going into a gate of oblivion right here, and it's just such a cool idea. I feel like you can make like the atmosphere of these like oblivion gates and like this transport to hell and like the daedric like knights and princes be so like so much more like scary and sort of like. Um, yeah, like atmospheric, like for sure. You, you can make this look so good, like this transition between Definitely. the real world and like hell and stuff like that. Is here in the scams, mate. Love me a scam. Like I'm wondering, the, the first thing that I'm thinking, like I don't know how if they'll do it if they're planning to keep it authentic, but they kind of did the same with Demon Souls, where like 
the traveling between realms i wonder if they can make it smooth you know like kind of like ratchet and clank did you know traveling mm. from world to world without a loading screen yeah that'd Demon be cool Souls did yeah. have a, the power of a similar thing didn't they yeah very <laughs> so um yeah there are, you know loads of ideas of how this sort of thing could work but i think that's perfect 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 and i you know second part of the question for me then is like how much does xbox leverage this sort of thing you know do they make this thing an xbox pc exclusive um yeah i mean i think they do i think they should depends is this classified as a legacy title that yeah because were, you know, we, were they got... wasn't that like in like the documentation or like <laughs> legacy kind of things will still remain on both platforms it's like yeah exactly it, it, and it depends what you mean by that and we we have since seen that Phil had said, you know, because of the ABK stuff, Phil had said at some point in 2021, we're going to make everything Bethesda exclusive. Mm. Um, that clearly hasn't been entirely true because we've got, you know, the Quake thing happened a while back. Um, the remaster of the first one. There's a Quake 2 remaster coming out later this year um, with a bigger lick of pain and working functional multiplayer as well. That's coming out to all platforms. Mm. Um so I wonder if it's that stuff. I think they know that an, a proper Oblivion remake might actually affect the needle a little bit. You know, it's one of the biggest gaming IPs out of all time, you know, a remake of maybe one of yeah. the favorites. I think that's a bit of a bigger deal than a remaster of a Quake. So so to me, it's kind of in a, in a league where, like, yes, you should be capitalizing on this. And beside anything else, it was a timed Xbox exclusive anyway. It was an Xbox yeah associated game yeah hell yeah make that exclusive get that in game pass that is a big uh a big get yeah yeah for sure yeah um I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you um i feel like that's that's probably the the way to do it um in my opinion yeah so this could also be quite far along um it potentially could be a 2024 game um but we heard matt booty say like we've got things coming in 2024 that we haven't even spoken about yet and, you know so far all we know of is um i say all we know of but <laughs> tower born hellblade avowed and flight simulator 2024 so there's already four mm. games that we know of first by exclusives coming um but apparently there's more i'm i'm curious if this fits in the docket somewhere as well um we'll have to see yeah super exciting mm, very exciting yeah Okay, lovely. That was really. I had a good time watching that Oblivion gameplay. Yeah, the genuine throwback. Really... Like I actually had a great yeah. time watching that. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did notice like the scamps and shit were just so jank. Like, did you see when they were casting the fireballs? It was like coming from like off like their their like body, and then they were yeah. firing it, and it's like it was like over here. It was like spawning. It was jank, man. But yeah, yeah. pretty cool. I, I do wonder if stuff like that would be um, touched up as well, because I think I think a bad remake, it's just a bit annoying. Like, it needs to have a lot of effort and craft to have gone into it. So, um, you know, hopefully, if this is true, that is what's happening, and it's not kind of a lazy remaster, because otherwise you start to get criticised of uh, uh, cashing in. <laughs> yeah, it's the cash-in thing, isn't it? Yeah, so. yeah. Okay, I don't have it in the notes because it happened only last night, but I wanted to take the opportunity now to talk about Killer Instinct. So if you oh, want yeah. to put some Killer yeah, Instinct yeah. up, that would be lovely. 
Um, I thought I swear I did put some. Hang on, I just want to double. I just want to make sure I don't get the news wrong. I do have a, um, some info of it on my phone, but if we didn't already know, um, the band is getting back together for Killer Instinct. Um, and super funnily enough, it was announced at Evo, you know, the fighting um, competition that, that's the PlayStation knows. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they came out and said, oh, well, this is what kill- the, the official Killer Instinct account tweeted. Our friends at Iron Galaxy are back and together we're bringing you Killer Instinct's free 10th anniversary update later this year, including a balance update, improved matchmaking, and 4K support for Series X and S. More info coming soon. So that's later this year. Tim, what is this telling you? What's happening? What senses are tingling here? Um, I mean, it, it immediately gives the impression that this is not an IP they're willing to let go, right? that they're willing to, to to keep to keep going give a sequel down the line um and you know the reason they're doing this is because I, I remember actually watching this part of the evo show um that the reason they're doing this is because there's still actually quite a few people playing it like like quite consistent numbers are logging on still every single day and there's like tournaments being played all that sort of stuff um so there's there's a it's not even like considered that niche like i think there's just genuinely a still a relatively large audience um playing it especially for considering the age of the game too um so i think this is a bit of like a like a fan service or you know thanks for keeping it going you know here's some more stuff let let's you know let's let's keep this going for you know until the sequel i think that's kind of the impression they're going here is you know let's let's give this a little bit of a kickstart um enjoy this this balance update you know maybe some more maybe maybe a couple more in the future 4k all that sort of stuff get back into it and then boom before you know it 2024 here's the second one done Mm. i think the second one actually might be in development i think i think this i think this is just uh a little uh wet your whistle (laughs) i love that expression well you know, I think it's funny. I think it's interesting because we've spoken about Killer Instinct before and we, we, you know, it's been pretty clear that Xbox likes that IP, but it's been more of a problem of who. You know, it's not a when, it's a who. Sorry for um, the vibes. That's okay, man. Um, and Iron Galaxy got tied up doing shit, I believe. I need to double check what that shit was. Um... I thought they they got involved with um, Embracer, but I think I'm mixing stuff around. They were working on Rumbleverse, which we know how that ended up going. So with Epic, um, so maybe it was just that you know, unfortunately, Rumbleverse didn't work out for them, and now Xbox has bit their hand off and said, you know, new partnership. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, we'll acquire you as soon as this APK stuff's done. Like, we'll buy you. We'll have you. So you don't run off again and try and make silly little side things. You know, look at you on a proper game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sure. A game they're probably very passionate about as well. It's probably their most passionate. So, um, yeah, man. It's it's sick. I've, 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 always, I've always liked Killer Instinct and just sort of the vibe it was going for. This sort of, like, 
kind of hyper fighter but also kind of not at the same time you know it doesn't faff around with these builder team you know like marvel versus capcom or dragon ball fighters you know it's just still one-on-one but kind of hyper fighter-esque um yeah and yeah it's really cool man it, it, it's really pretty as well like I, I still even think to this day like the particle effects on this game look great i think the models do uh you know they could use some improvement like then they're, they're not they're not as nice as I, I remember, but the, the the particle effects and the animations of this game still right now. Look at this gameplay, still look great. So even yeah. even like the world design, yeah, and like you said, like the character um, designs, like they they just look really good. Like they really did nail the what they were going for. It, it feels different. It feels different to other fighting games, um, which I think is quite hard to do these days. Um, yeah, where it's it's got this fantasy touch to it, but it's not. It's not crazy, like you said, in the way maybe um, Dragon Ball Z or Marvel vs. Capcom is. Um, yeah. It's exciting. Um, I think this could be a real staple killer instinct. Um, they just need to have a team locked down onto it, essentially. And it does make me wonder, are they just going to stick with this and just keep updating this? Or are they going to want to come out with a second game? No, yeah, they're going to want to come out with a second one. I I, I mm. think there's going to be a sequel 100%. I'm very confident in that. Um, I think Xbox do want to lock this down as a, as a platform fighter. Like, you, you come here if you want Killer Instinct. And I think Killer Instinct, if done right, um, and, you know, gets sequel, get, gets a sequel, gets regular updates, you know, gets gets a lot of attention, proper servers, all that. It may, this game can, can compete with the, with the, the, the top dogs 100%. For sure. Um, I think so. Yeah. No, I I think I'm pretty confident there'll be a sequel to this. Yeah, and uh, you know, I just I just had a quick look on Open Critic to see how it how it did. Um, Killer Instinct Season Three, may I remind you, had Rash the Battle Toad in it, mm-hmm. and also uh, the Arbiter. Yeah. Um, yeah, super cool Xbox, you know, focused additions to the game, uh, and it's landed in '86. You know, mm-hmm. really high score there. I wonder if they'll they'll keep the the similar model to kind of what they 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 went with the sort of uh, free to play esque model. You know, you get one character a week, it rotates sort of thing. Do you think they'll follow that into a sequel if a sequel ever gets made? Uh, it's quite a lot of hyper, hypotheticals so. here, but um... I kind of hope so. You know, I don't know how the rest of the audience would react to that, but I think we were always quite fond of that, weren't we? Because yeah. I mean. At least for us in fighting game, you know, and let's just say there is a package where you can spend sixty or seventy and buy the full thing um, and get mm-hmm. all the characters and you know the future characters. That's fine, but for people like me, I, I typically won't play every character with fighting games. You know, when I really do get into one, I like to play maybe two or three. Yeah, um, and being able to buy them piecemeal really suited me and how I how I play fighting games. So you know, I hope they retain some of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it's a very, I feel like it's quite a unique way of doing it. Where oddly you become quite, you become more attached and sort of bonded with that character that you, you, you know, you essentially went out your way to buy and learn, right? So you feel like you're more committed yeah. to actually doing it and to playing this this character, you know, as and when you, you you do get them. Whereas I feel like you know when the whole roster's available to you, weirdly, you know, you kind of bounce around a lot more um yeah it's 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 weird but uh i i quite liked it for sure um and i feel like it that kind of fits uh the the games pass model uh really well as well you know 
obviously it just slots right in people can play it people can pick it up it's got a nice just like buy characters you know as and when you want it buy a buy a pack of characters you know all this sort of stuff you know you can keep expanding onto it and have so many different expansions um but the game itself just drops right into games pass mm-hmm it reminds me as well, actually, because Xbox are clearly um, experimenting a bit more with this sort of stuff. But you know how Xbox has done previous releases where um, it's day one Game Pass, but if you want to get the early access, you've got to pay full price. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're doing a Game Pass purchase where you can buy early access for £30, but you don't buy the game. You're buying early access to go into your Game Pass. So you get Game Pass access five days early, oh, okay. which I thought I thought was interesting. I, I think the whole early access thing is cheeky, but it's a way to recoup costs of, you know, some people are going to want that flexibility. So, you know, it, it's a bit of a give and a take sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I kind of agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean for these sort of games, it can create a, a bit of a, a divide sometimes to have players get it a few days before you because like then when you get it on release and you're hyped for this you jump online you you got people that are already fucking cracked out of their minds beating the crap out of you because they've been playing the game for three days already um i do think it depends on the type of game i'm not sure how that's going to work with fighters um so i think quite a lot of people like when you start a fighter being on that equal terms and you're both kind of learning the game at the same time i know for me that's when i find fighting games the most fun and then when our friend of the friend group just immediately becomes ridiculously cracked at the game and spends 10 hours in labs it's not as fun for me anymore because i'm just getting my ass beat you know um so yeah i'm with you yeah good take um so all in all um I think this is super, super duper interesting news. Um, I love Killer Instinct, and we've spoken about the possibility of it becoming Xbox's platform fighter. I don't think they need to go super ham, um, you know, and become like a Smash Bros thing. But for sure, if they're going to do like a long live service support model, make one or two of the new additions every year an Xbox character, like that's so exciting. You know, get a Senua in there, get a Chief in there, Mm. um, you know, I'm sure they could bring some forward from the old killer and say, yeah, Arbiter's a perfect match, you know. His characters. Um, get a Doom guy in there. Get yeah. A, yeah, like, you know, and even, you know, some of the newer stuff that's, that we've got coming up, um, maybe it's a bit harder because they're less mascot-like, but Didn't maybe we could get Shy game, in there. Didn't one fighting game have, like, a General Ram in it from Gears? Yeah, it, it was a Currency. Yeah, Currency had General Ram in it. Oh, it was. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Perfect yeah. fit. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm kind of glad that they did do like General Ram instead of a Marcus Phoenix, but you know, um, yeah, yeah, they definitely could, they could go both ways. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it's just a good universe for that sort of thing that could make it a very heavily Xbox associated um, IP. So, um, mm-hmm. fingers crossed. Um, we'll see how far this goes. Uh, hopefully, it's not just an anniversary update. The, the fact that there has been quite a lot of chatter between a couple of different socials and like xbox um twitter accounts as well seem to suggest that there is a bigger partnership going on here than just a one-off update um yeah 100 percent. fingers fucking crossed yeah all right so in terms of the main sort of main 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 news that's kind of it there are some other talking points i wanted to go through and we're doing okay for time 125 how are you feeling to me 
Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling all right. Um, as yeah, no, I think it's fine. I feel like we might need to go to the shops to get some food for tonight, but that's not a big deal. We got freezer stuff. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, no, I'm okay. good. I'm all good. Okay, so one thing I wanted to bring up was that um, CrateCon is happening. Um, from the August August tenth to the thirteenth, and there's been a lot of conversation about you know will um how well these sorts of events work when Xbox have acquired and fully integrated some of these publishers Bethesda with QuakeCon um maybe uh, Minecraft with Minecon is another example and uh, Blizzard with BlizzCon when that when and if that finally happens mm-hmm. well this year um on their FAQ page. There is a question saying, will you have live presentations or panels for any Bethesda games or titles this year? And the answer was essentially no. We've got live programming. We've got some e- we've got an esports tournament. We've got community stuff going on. Um, but no, there's not going to be any presentations or panels for a Bethesda game or a new, new release or a new title. I think the implication of this is really quite wonderful i think it sucks for people who enjoy QuakeCon because i think they're kind of getting robbed of maybe a reveal of a game mm-hmm. from id yeah. primarily or or uh machine games mm-hmm. however to me what this says is xbox are taking the stuff that would typically go into these shows allowing them to be the community focused shows that they are and they're saving these reveals for for, for directs. Yeah, yeah, for directs, bigger main stage things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this a good thing to you, or how do you feel about that? Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, I think it's, a, it's a better way of doing it because, like you said, these shows are already quite community focused and somewhat niche. I guess is the best way to to describe yeah. it because they kind of are right. Um, so I feel like you're going to get a lot more eyes on it and a lot more um attention a lot more hype you know and you know bethesda is a really really big part of xbox you know and they they really treasure them and everything they make so i think it's good to give them the spotlight and and to show how excited they are and they they know how big these games are to people um and and i think equally it it benefits um us as well the consumer because we're not just getting like a reveal at QuakeCon, like a little trailer or something like that you know we'll probably be getting a deep dive you know a, a developer insight you know all these sort of things so i think we when these things happen i think we as a consumer get more information about the product as well as, as mm, just like a yeah. hype drop so uh yeah no i think it's it's only beneficial yeah yeah i'm with you man um i i've been screaming about this for a while now that um i think they've nailed the direct formula to be yeah. honest uh on their first few goes i think they've really really got a good formula you know like you said it's high production value um it's um the pacing's lovely you know they, they just got it they got it on the first one that they did and mm-hmm. then they did a second one with starfield and that everybody refers to as one of the best show like you know uh, game showings maybe ever um mm-hmm. So the show has a good reputation now and yeah, it gets a bigger boost and it really, the brand association is there for, for all these games. Um, like hell yeah. If it's, I mean, it's next game is not going to show up at a direct. It's going to show up at a, um, a main show, but it, it gives Xbox more of an opportunity to breathe. And I, and I hope that they, um, 
that they use it reactively you know they don't stick themselves to like one showing in january mm. and that's it you know i think the, the the behavior so far has been the case it's like yeah we're gonna do the one in january but also actually i think starfield is so big we're going to extend the showcase with it um mm-hmm. You know, and also, you know, I feel the same. We've spoken about the possibility of Hellblade getting a combat showing, you know, maybe just a standalone Hellblade one. Like, do shit like that. Pull it. Like, you don't, you know, you've got so much in the pipeline right now. I, I, I'm, you don't need to be afraid to, to give your audience something to chew on, even if it's just a 20-minute showing, you know. That's yeah. what Nintendo does sometimes. That's what Sony does with their state of plays, and it, it gets people going. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, we haven't we haven't introduced this developer directors as a as a for, format of being three or more games have to be shown. You know, we've already done it in different formats already with just a single game and then four games or whatever. So, like, yeah, I feel like you can just do it as and when. You know, it, we've we've sort of the way that it's it's happened and been shown already is is been f- quite flexible. So, I feel like the, there's no restraints right from the get-go so yeah hell yeah okay great so as we're coming up to an hour and a half on the show um i just want to remind everyone if you've stuck this far if you've listened this far after the fact or you're still with us hi by the way um please do like the show please do subscribe if you haven't already it really help us out we're itsy bitsy xbox podcast slapping our lips together for your pleasure you know um and it, yeah, you know, it makes, no no absolutely not you know it's 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 hard don't we? you know um we it, it makes our little hearts just that little bit bigger for every like we get you know we'll have whale-sized hearts before you know it before you know it i will have a heart attack and then well Fingers won't you crossed. be happy Fingers crossed. If I could be taken swiftly and painlessly, then that would just be wonderful. Is a heart attack (laughs) quite painless? I don't really know. It's quite it's quite painful, isn't it? I would imagine it being quite painful. Yeah, Yeah, I imagine it's probably one of the most terrifying deaths you could have, yeah. Oh, I don't think so. I feel like it's probably quite an odd feeling. I don't think it's like excruciating pain as much as it's just like what's happening like sort of thing and it's like something's off here right. rather than someone stabbing me in the chest but yeah, i don't sure it feels like someone's stabbing you in the chest okay all right for sure i've never i've Have never had, had heart, heart pain attack. before i've never had a heart attack no i've never had a heart attack i've had no, a heart, heart attack pain. you've had like yeah how much that shit fucking kills you don't think uh yeah it's all right I, imagine that cranked up like by you know 45 I don't know. I just feel Sign like me up, dude. There's some adrenaline there. I feel like I'm playing with forces I don't understand. I just asked. Yeah, to I, up so I, do you have words somewhere? Yeah, yeah. I got words. Yeah, I'm touching okay, it right okay. now. There we go. Phew. Thank God. Good. All right. Let's touch on some of these numbers then, Tim, because you know it's not all sunshine and rainbows over here in Team Green. You know. Oh. You know. You might say Final Fantasy 14. Oh, Pizza's controllers? Killer Instinct. Oblivion oh. remake? Killer Instinct? You know, you might say, wow, what a good time. Wrong. Yeah. Xbox hardware is down 13%. It's it's only year three, Tim. And the Xbox hardware is down year over year by 13%. That's quite a lot as well. That shit's rough. 13% That's is, rough. A, is a high figure. <laughs> do you know do you know how PlayStation 5's doing? Breaking records. Yeah. 400% up. 
Is it actually? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. 200% Jesus or 400% fucking Christ, dude. Is it a bit of a problem? <laughs> is, this inclu- is this inclusive of all... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would just be all hardware. So this is bundled in S and X, I imagine. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So, it is a bit of an oof. However, let's remember the overall strategy. You do not need to buy an Xbox. Not only do you not need to buy an Xbox... The last time Xbox had a AAA game was November 2021. 2021. We're in August 2023 now. Yeah. It's rough. That, of course, being Halo Infinite. Those are the system sellers. Xbox knows that, and they did not have any, and they still have not had any. You know, we had Hi-Fi. I will rave about Hi-Fi and say, what's the fucking difference between a AA and a AAA? I, I know, it's pedantic. The general audience does not see it that way. I get it. Redfall maybe could have maybe done it if it had been a good video game. <laughs> no, it was trash there. <laughs> but it wasn't. And now I cry myself to sleep every night. Just, just Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And then the rest of them too. Mm-hmm. Four more days in the week. That's good math. So, is there poor performance here? Yes. Is it immensely surprising that xbox hardware is going down i don't know i don't think so because here's the other thing their gaming revenue still went up only by one percent but it still went up um Mm. content and services went up by five percent third party and game pass both grew the numbers are not there but overall revenue went up um and also it still ended up being uh their uh I think it still ended up being their second best quarter four. And remember, Xbox's quarter four is not quarter four of the year. It's not like, uh, yeah. you know, September to December. It's it's different time of the year. It was still yeah. their second best quarter four in history. Yeah. Overall. So what's your interpretation of all of this then? Hardware's down. Other things are up. There's a slight increase in overall revenue. Um is there a cause for panic here? What's going on? Does Xbox need to be pushing the console more? I don't know. What are your thoughts? Uh, no, I don't think there's there's a cause for panic here. I think, like like you said, I think it's to be expected with with the lack of of system sellers we've had over the last couple of years. Um, I also think you know we're going to see these numbers change. I think you know you come have a look at Q four twenty four, and I think you'll probably find everything is probably up quite a, a substantial percentage i would imagine you know i don't i don't know as a ballpark figure but you know when you have your system seller like starfield you have you know potentially by you know these statistics for q4 24 if we're assuming you'll have hellblade you'll have all these sort of games um these are the sort of things that will shoot that number right back up and i think that's probably what why xbox are are saying to Microsoft in these board meetings, wherever you know they're like, you know, we have things in, you know, we have our system sellers in 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 the pipeline. Um, everything else is up. You know, we're doing a great job getting things into Games Pass, keeping people subscribed. You know, all that sort of stuff. But yes, system sellers. You know, you, you, people are still waiting for the games, which are on their way. Um, so no, I don't think it's it's any cause for panic. And 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 like we said, with with Xbox sort of being half aligned with pc these days and cloud and all that kind of stuff you know it's more accessible than ever so i feel like naturally that's gonna 
that's going to lower not lower but it, it's not it's not going to kickstart hardware sales um quite as much as when it was when xbox was only reliant on a hardware sale you know they only had the 360 it's like that's, that's not the case anymore so um mm-hmm. yeah no i it, it doesn't surprise me and i think it's it, it's a positive to see everything else is having slow increases um when it's kind of expected the hardware takes a dip although 13 percent is quite large but yeah mm. Yeah, for sure. So I'm with you. I don't think there's a reason to panic because I tweeted about this uh, last week. Whenever the thing, uh, whenever it came out, and I, I made some of our some of our dear friends, you know, quite um, upset. Which I think maybe I just um, phrased it wrong, or rather, I didn't make anyone upset. It's just that people thought I was being dumb, which is perfectly. You know, I am a dickhead. Yeah. Um, you know, like I'm working. It's probably going to pop up any second because you know we're like um, Beetlejuice him or something. Um, yeah, that's but, true. You know, so I don't think there's a reason to panic, but I definitely am watching these numbers. Um, I, I, you know, I, I do see a future where if like Xbox hardware decline, decline, declines, and this keeps going on for another five, six, seven, eight years, they're just going to drop the console. They're going to be like, we, I don't see the point. We're not making any money on selling consoles. Potentially, um, yeah. It's like, don't get me wrong. It's still a, there's still a big player base who are subscribed to Gold and Game Pass, obviously about to become Game Pass Core or whatever. Um, and there's still people that are buying services through those Xboxes, but consoles are known to be loss leaders. You know, you you lose money on the consoles, and then you gain everything. You gain money on everything else. Mm. I I just feel like if if they keep losing a lot of money on it, at some point they're just going to be like, uh, we're just going to put all our games on PlayStation, Switch, and PC. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And that's that is like hell freezes over. Worst, like none of their games that we've seen at E3 this year perform very well. You know, highly unlikely. You know, this is like Starfield ends up in the low seventies or even lower. You know, a Val performs poorly. Hellblade Two performs poorly. Fable performs poorly. You know, this is absolute catastrophic outcome. I don't think we're going to get to that. And if it ever does come to that, I think we're probably looking 10 years away. Yeah. Um, but I just think it was something worth tossing up because, uh, you know, other publishers have done this before. Sega obviously is the prime example. Yeah. Circumstances. Yeah, they got out of but, it. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, I do wonder how hardware will be affected when, when these hits do start coming, you know, when the dominoes start falling, you know, um, I just wonder if this, this hardware does start to uptick a little bit or a lot, or, you know, like I said, PlayStation five is, is killing it in its sales. And really their year, this year has just been okay. Yeah. This Final Fantasy is good. You know, obviously, uh, Spider-Man two at the end of the year, it will be big, but you know, uh, they had forespoken at the beginning of the year, which was the bad PR hit for them. Mm. um so has it been an exceptional year yeah yeah i mean by when starfield comes out uh and then forza xbox will have blow for blow probably had a better year Mm -hmm. depending on who you ask yeah Mm. yeah no i mean it's definitely a yeah it's a plausible um it's a plausible future you know that that could happen um i i I do think like you said that's that's still a way off and you know um not likely to happen any any time soon but 
um yeah I, I i could totally see that especially with the whole um just general f- philosophy of how they're kind of approaching it right now where they're just trying to make everything as accessible as possible um you know so yeah if hardware sales keep going they'll just be like yeah just just get them everywhere we'll get out the, the the console game that way we can actually pump more money as well into our our actual um fucking developers yeah first party developers and stuff like that and actually create better software better products you know that we can just put everywhere else you know we don't need a console yeah i mean it's it's not a far-fetched um future at all i don't think but um yeah i don't i don't think we're there yet and I, i think even if that happens it's you know it's it's obviously quite a blow to anyone that did invest um in these in these consoles and stuff like that but um yeah i don't really know definitely i mean obviously it's not something it's obviously it's not something i want to happen like god like i would be i'd probably be out of the xbox ecosystem if that happened like you know i like playing on console I, i i i want xbox to keep going on this trajectory where they um they have their games in more places i do want them to be more focused on providing for their own ecosystem um but you know that for me they're like one step away from me becoming like eternally locked in and that for me that final step is like a, a native handheld like mm. if they put out a proper native handheld and support it um this game over you know like that is exactly what i need i'm not sure if i'm ever going to be a pc guy so i'm not sure that angle speaks to me um I, you know so yeah you know I, I obviously i do i don't want that to happen i'm just um i'm just toying with this idea you know like what if hardware continues to decline it's not mm. looking likely we're all excited after the showcase everything is looking we're looking like we're finally there but we, you know you can never know yeah, um true. and likewise xbox has made some very rash weird decisions before with some of their services um like the most recent one i can think of is um mixer oh yeah they acquired beam for an undisclosed amount of money probably five billion or somewhere in that territory called it mixer paid content creators so much money to scream on mixer exclusively yeah gave that a crack for what four months six months maybe a year year, maybe yeah and then shut the whole fucking thing down they pulled the plug yeah you know i'm just saying microsoft can be kind of weird with this stuff sometimes and it's you know not that that is comparable because clearly xbox is at the big boy table now um it's uh it's just an interesting thing to entertain and you know i'm sure some people out there would not care in the slightest if xbox consoles died obviously we're the hardcore audience and we're sitting here thinking deck shut the fuck up this isn't going to happen um I'm saying there are some people out there who would probably be like, you know what, if they stop working on the console and just focus more on their services and their PC output and putting their games on PlayStation 5 and Switch, that would be great for me. You know, I'm just saying it's mm. not... It's bad for me. It's bad subjectively, but objectively for other players and for Xbox as a business, it, it wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. Um, unless, of course they start nailing their first buy output, getting those system sellers, people start buying into the Xbox consoles and that shit starts picking up. Because we know there's a supply issue with Xboxes at the moment as well, which is another real issue and probably part of these figures too. So um, just to reiterate, I'm not dooming and glooming. I'm just I'm just toying around with the fact that 
hardware has been on the decline. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, definitely. I hear you. I hear you. Um, okay, I didn't realize Xbox was having issues with the. Getting the yeah, stock up. is. Yeah, stock is. Uh, they're struggling. I can go on Amazon and just order one right now. Yeah, I think we're okay here in the UK. Um, but it's that's not the case worldwide at the moment um and the thought is because they used a lot of the they've used a lot of chips to um power cloud you know uh, okay oh that's interesting so there are two interesting things to kind of uh wrap the conversation up that, that i've that i've been thinking as a result of this the first is that if i'm playstation and i can see xbox making all these big boy acquisitions and then they're doing this whole PC thing and this whole cloud thing. If I'm PlayStation, I'm triple quadrupling, oxytupling down. Hello? Hello? What? Why, I, why can't I not hear you? What? I don't know. What oh, I can hear you now. That was weird. Oh, I, d- oh. D- I don't know if that happened on stream, but I didn't catch the last five seconds what you just said. That was so scary. I thought... I thought it was like something behind me. I don't know. I just didn't catch the last five seconds. You you were, and then you just cut out. It was really weird. Okay. So I was saying, if I'm PlayStation and I'm seeing all this happening with Xbox, I'm like quintupling down on... We're the best console. Mm -hmm. We're console, we're console, we're console. And just trying to suck up that market, you know. um, You know, and it, it would give them more incentive to continue doing what they're doing with delaying pc you know no parity there not allowed um yeah. and you know they're, they're even having some aggressive pipe price cuts at the moment like uh, in the uk right now ps5 is down 75 quid for, mm. for just a uh, a month or something but I, you know i i think this is kind of that um they're being aggressive to try and steal console share now before xbox gets its stuff out the door um and, definitely you know, yeah yeah i'm sure they're they're goal is to yeah just associate their brand with we are home console yeah yeah if if you, if you want something more casual away from pc whatever it's playstation yeah yeah, yeah that's right and you know i'm sure xbox know that they know that their plan is a marathon it's not a sprint you know they know that they could have a killer generation for the rest of this you know the next let's say five years of xbox series x and s and that's probably still not going to win them back all that much more market share or mm. make money don't get me wrong, but in terms of market share, I don't know. Like, it's yeah. there's something there they have to build up over time. Um, so yeah, and I'm sure they'll yeah. get there. It's looking good as of right now. So you know, I think so. Yeah. The final thing was that um, they gave some projections um, of the next quarter, so quarter one, 2024, which isn't actually quarter quarter, uh, quarter one, 2024, but the quarter that Starfield is releasing in and Forza. Mm-hmm. Um, and the anticipation is content and services revenue growth in mid to high single digits um, and I think they said I think they said I, I couldn't find the exact number on this but I saw it being thrown around was a single percent in hardware growth and I just thought that was so weird I was like that is such a weird prediction a projection rather it's like is that because you're anticipating an offset from previous quarters or is it because or is it because you know starfield is gonna suck 
Oh no! Don't say it. Don't <laughs> fucking say that shit. Do, do do they mean a single percent? Is it like a single percent in the in the positives, or like it going from being down thirteen to down twelve percent, or just no, it being like positive one percent? They're saying it'll be plus one percent. Yeah. So up fourteen percent from what this one was then. Well, no, because they they had minus thirteen for this one, so they're saying they're going to be plus one. Okay. So that's quite a lot though, isn't it? I mean it 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 plus one percent hardware growth doesn't seem like a lot for such a big game like Starfield. Yeah. I guess well, like I said to you, PlayStation 5's hardware growth was somewhere in the triple figures. And what what did they just have? Final Fantasy? I mean it sold well, I'm sure, but it's it's no god of war, and that was you know, that's like a year ago now. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, you're right. It does seem a bit... Yeah. Or maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to be realistic. Maybe they just don't want to say... Maybe. They just don't want to put their fucking foot in it, you know? And yeah, maybe. Just do that. But God forbid, if Starfield does suck, I'm going PlayStation, so... <laughs> I will be very unhappy. And I it will be no... I will be more than it will very be no unhappy. Like, I, I would... I would be close to becoming a PC gamer <laughs> and just trying to port as much as my library ever as possible and just, yeah. I just, I, I'm fairly confident after what I've seen, but you just never fucking know. You never fucking know. My confidence is shaken. If it wasn't for that bloody Redfall. Yeah. You really I trust anything. I'm like looking it. over my shoulder all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I'm with you, man. I'm with you, man. Redfall looks like it could be a certified banger. They don't make bad games. It's what we kept saying. They don't. That's what we kept saying. We kept telling they, ourselves. They, they made a bad game. They, they don't miss. A very, very bad game. <laughs> they emptied a drum mag and missed every bullet with Redfall. <laughs> yeah, there was just a silhouette of a man on the wall. That's how many bullets missed. So, that's it, really. Some suspicious numbers. Um, I'm feeling... I'm still feeling very good about Starfield. I'm very excited for the marketing cycle to kick in, which has been a whole other point, which we're not going to get into because we're coming up to two hours now. But a lot, some people feel that there's not enough Starfield marketing right now. What are you talking about, mate? I buy LucasAid bottles and it's on it. It's, yeah, it's on LucasAid, isn't it? Over here. Yeah. It's pretty good, that. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's the show, everyone. We did it. We did it. What's that fucking noise? I don't know. I think it's my candle. I think my candle's like popping. You know, candles sometimes like they get all excited and they start going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's when they're loving life, yeah. They're really just vibing, getting into it. Yeah, that's fair enough. Go you. You do you, man. Yeah. Pop off, Queen. (laughs) Um, okay, Tim. What are you fucking what are you? I don't want to disclose that live on the show. (laughs) Not happening. I'm not going to reveal my fucking species. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Well, you know, if you if you're still here, ladies and gents, thanks for sticking with us for these uh, these two hours. This went fast. This was fun. You know, you should yeah. Yeah, you should, we should do this more often. Well, we yeah, well we won't. But I mean, we should do this next week at uh, two p.m. GMT. <laughs> I mean, BST, yeah. <laughs> which we will. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not that important. Um. 
you can find us on Twitter. It's down below, obviously. Um, I I still don't think. Oh no, it's not called Twitter. It's called X. Yeah, X. So a, dumb. Porn at so dumb. Fucking idiot. Yeah. I keep thinking there's like an error on my phone when I get a notification for it. It's just an X. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Have I failed an update? Oh no, deck tweeted. Fucking swipe <laughs> it away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, yes, ladies and gents, we will catch you next week. I'm sure there will be such good things to speak about next week. I'm sure we'll get some lovely Starfield news, or maybe we won't, and then that'll be okay because I think Starfield is going to be a 92 on Open Critic. That's very bold. I'm thinking. I'm thinking just because I, I think it will be a nine plus game, but I'm thinking because it's Xbox, because it's Xbox's baby, I'm thinking that thing's gonna get like an eighty nine. That's my prediction. I think I <laughs> think Xbox it will be just nice. shy. Yeah, yeah. Like genuinely, don't want it to be, but I just think that's yeah. what it will be. I don't know why I'm doing this to myself again. Like I should probably just be saying it's gonna be a seventy five, and that way I can't be disappointed. Yeah. Or maybe I could, but I'm think. Yeah. You know what? We'll say this. I think it's gonna be Redfall. And we'll end it with that. <laughs> if it doesn't, I'm out that fucking window there. <laughs> I'm head first diving onto the street. You're going to fall out that window and there's going to be a pile of red. Yep. All right. Jingle us out. Wait, we have been. Jingling this whole time. <laughs> Guys. Whole time. We'll see you later, dickheads. Bye. Have a good week. Have a good rest of your Sunday, everyone. Have Bye. a bad day. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.